everyone, and welcome to episode 95 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening, and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. Has not changed. Has not changed, but you know what did change? Uh, the that? biggest game of the year launched, and that's Pokemon really? Arceus. Yeah, like no one cares about Elden Ring. No one cares about Horizon. <laughs> no one cares okay. about Dying Light 2. Yeah. Or God of War, it's Pokemon. Like Pokemon is the future. <laughs> I'm excited to hear because I literally just got mine out of the mail like 10 minutes ago. So I have not turned it on yet. But so I'm we can do a box art review. We can do a yeah. box art review of it. I guess we could. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but before we get into what we played this week, let's go ahead yes. and get into the news. And I guess first off for me, and you have mentioned we're going to become an NFT podcast. <laughs> No. Uh, Ubisoft <laughs> claims last week that gamers don't understand what NFTs could do for gaming and didn't provide us with an example either. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The They're real descriptive. Yeah. They, well, it's, they, it's just another excuse for game game companies wanting to have NFTs in their games to make money. Like, I guess really the only thing that I could see is that, Maybe you're able to maybe you get like a an exclusive thing for beating the game first and you you get the, that's the NFT. I don't know. Like maybe you could earn an NFT instead of having to buy one through a game and then which like somebody could sell it and make profit. That's literally the only thing I can think of there. Kind of reminds me of like uh, whatever they're called on Steam, right? Because you can sell those the yeah. cards. Yeah, they could do something like that, I guess, and just make it more exclusive than that, because I always thought that was an interesting thing to sell, like complete sets of certain games on Steam. And you would get like, depending on what it was and how hard it was, anywhere from like a dollar to a hundred, a couple hundred dollars. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's like if people can make money off of playing video games and somebody somebody will take advantage of it and then yep. they'll shut it down. That's, that's how it goes most of the time. Correct. <laughs> it just screams like. They want the money from it, and when people are opposing it, which is just about everybody in the gaming world, they're like, oh, you just don't get it. You just don't get how cool it'll be. Like, no, we get why you're trying to make money. That's why we're not about it. DLC's enough. Yeah, like, we already have to deal with NFTs with monkeys that are dressed as your favorite video game characters. Like, yeah, th yeah, this is exactly what we want. This is, this, this is the stuff we you guys spend millions of dollars for and we pay our money for that's it yeah not me i'm not buying any nfts <laughs> <laughs> not yet i say that now but i guess eventually it'll just be the new normal wait till that cloud that cloud Stop final it. fantasy 7 nft <laughs> like you're nope. you're gonna need it you're there's gonna literally have to have nothing it. that could come out that would entice me enough to want to buy one i just don't see it neither do i yeah uh, it, or maybe like because we don't have one we don't get it you know what i mean like if we were to get an NFT, like it would like suddenly all of the the power lines would connect and we would, you know, understand all of NFT world and why it's so popular. Yeah, but true. Until then, no, not <laughs> not doing it. It's not going to happen. Um, all right. So we'll go in news of are they full of crap or are they telling the truth? And you tell me on this one. All right. W Warner Brothers yeah. reiterates that Hogwarts Legacy and Gotham Knights will come out this year crap or no crap crap <laughs> <laughs> F 
for both or or one or the other? No, I think Gotham Knights will come out this year, but okay. like P- Pokemon. Uh, sorry, uh, Hogwarts. Wow, yeah. geez, Hogwarts <laughs> is like rough for me yeah. to to really say. Like we haven't seen anything really from them other than that CGI trailer yep. or concept trailer. Whereas with Gotham Knights, we saw like a trailer and I think a little bit. Uh, actually, maybe we haven't seen. Game I don't think we saw any either. gameplay yet. Yeah, we saw I don't a story know. I, trailer. I, I feel like they would want to have like Gotham Knights out. And I feel like that's probably a more steady version of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of where it is in production, whereas Hogwarts like. There's so much writing on that where if they don't like if the game isn't good or if the game doesn't launch well, like you're going to have like another cyberpunk 2077 situation. So I don't know why I feel like it's going to end up. I do think it'll come out like in 2023, like early, kind of like what we see with Pokemon here. Mm -hmm. But I I think at the end of the year, they're just going to end up going like we it doesn't make sense for us to release it now. I want to believe that both of them will come out this year. I really do. I think Gotham Knights is a not a hundred percent lock, but like a ninety-five percent lock to come out like October, November, somewhere around yeah. there. I just I wanna believe Hogwarts is coming out this year. I just don't know. Having not seen anything except a short CGI trailer that didn't really show the story either. I don't know. I I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And I'm all for like delaying games and making sure that they're in the right state before they launch. Mm-hmm. I just I, I have a like. There is so much like I can't stress enough, so much writing on that Harry Potter game. Like we yep. haven't seen like a regular Harry Potter game that's not Lego based for years. Yep. And it's like the movie games. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. trying to do an original story. They're trying to do it like prequel to everything that, you know, anybody's ever known. And, you know, there's a lot of lore and stuff that you can definitely put into it, but it's it has to work. Yeah. It <laughs> and like from the sounds of it, I'm not sure if it's an MMO or not. Like it's it's like really it's, hard. To, it almost feels like a Mass Effect type RPG, I believe. I think I don't know. That's I mean, what I could, would think. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Oh, Maybe well, I guess we'll, we'll find like, out. We'll find out if we get to play it this year or not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a little update news. Game Informer uh, shows that Elden Ring is their next launch uh, cover story, and they put up a ton of new gameplay this week. So if you're excited for Elden Ring, make sure to look out for their stuff. Game Informer does a lot of good stuff, and it's someone I regularly, the company I regularly support for gaming. And the Elden Ring content's good. I, it'll be a fine game, but, you know, people <laughs> are excited for Elden Ring. You know, I say Pokemon's not. the biggest game, but Elden Ring will definitely tell you it's different. So many games coming out this year, and you're going to stick with Pokemon being the biggest one? Uh, f- well, released so far, well, you know, that's a, like, well, that's easy to say. It's the only thing that came out. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. I got um, you with my semantics. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be fine, like you said, but I, I still no more hype from me at all. I just don't yeah. care. Do yeah. not care. I'll try it, but I cannot get excited um battle royale games we can talk about those real quick because those are still going strong except for some um ubisoft is shutting down hyperscape you remember that one yeah i'm surprised (laughs) that i i would really love to see like how long it takes to get into a game or if they just like 
if they just stopped. I I'd be surprised if there were more than like like a thousand players. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I got to that... remember it's worldwide. So like right. it's probably at least has a couple hundred. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I played when that first came out, which I don't remember when that was now. I think I played it like feels like forever ago. Yeah, I, I bet you I played like five or six matches that op- that first day. And I was like, nope, this ain't it. Um, so I'm kind of surprised, honestly, that it's still going. But I guess it had a little bit of a following, at least for it to be going this long. There was just nothing really there that was that special about it. I didn't think. Well, I, I guess know. if anything, it did feel the fastest out of yeah. kind of all of them. Like it did have that going for it. And like all of the weird like power things. It was a weird game, but everybody at the time was trying to have a piece of that Battle Royale pie. So mm-hmm. with that it's it's about time that we saw, we see some of these games die out. Yeah. And then also with that um, Rumbleverse, if you remember seeing the trailer for that, which is like the wrestling style Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. Um, that I was somewhat excited to see what they could do. A melee based battle royale has been uh, delayed indefinitely. So who knows if that's going to come out at all? It's going to be an add on to the new WWE game. (laughs) Maybe. Um, I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool, but I guess we may never know because at this point, like they may just end up scrapping it. Yeah. This is a weird story from my end of things. Okay, but. A Belgium retailer didn't uh, not going to disclose the name or anything, put a warning sign in the PS5 section, letting their customers know that Activision had bought or no, sorry, Microsoft had bought Activision (laughs) and to choose their console wisely with uh, (laughs) with parentheses around like it was the rest of it was typed up. But the, uh, there was a little portion of the bottom that was handwritten that said in parentheses or in brackets, Call of Duty. So mm-hmm. I I was fairly surprised at like uh, I've. If you're not in the like, if you're if you're into the gaming world, you know, like about Microsoft buying Xbox. I feel like if you're not a gamer and uh, like you don't know about this stuff, maybe you don't know or maybe for like the parents out there. Who are like, oh, I'm trying to get this new Xbox and PlayStation, but wait, Call of Duty may not be there. And it's it's like them. It's like the parents are going to go up to the employees that are going to be like, what's this about? So they can figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. Parents aren't going to understand or have a clue of what's going on. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. just a strange little, <laughs> strange little story. I didn't I didn't hear much about it after that. Kind of sounds like it was maybe an employee, right? You did it. It feels like it was. Yeah. It was. It wasn't like an official like note with like a brand or anything. It right. literally looked like it was typed up in Microsoft Word. <laughs> yeah, and I, again, like I don't think Call of Duty is going anywhere. I think it's still going to be on PlayStation. Um, so I don't think you got to worry about that. But maybe it was a like an Xbox fanboy who happened to work there. Trying yeah, to throw a or <laughs> yeah, or the fact that. People are looking for PS5s more right now than Xboxes in a, in a way. And mm-hmm. he's like, crap, I don't have PS5s, but I have Xboxes. Here's how I do it. I tell people I tell <laughs> people the it. other way around. Yeah, not <laughs> not to buy the PS5. I have the Xbox right here. You can get it. That kind of fun stuff. He's, he's 10 steps ahead of everybody trying to get yeah, rid he, of stock. Yeah, he's playing the 5D chess. <laughs> um, also in news that probably is more pertaining to me and i'm more excited about than anybody else um if you play two point hospital which i love that game played it on pc and xbox two point campus 
It's coming out in May of this year, but it will be day one on Game Pass. Oh, sweet. And that's PC cool. and Xbox. So that made me really excited because I was going to buy it anyway. I think those games are just a ton of fun, um, super relaxing. So now I don't have to buy it, and that makes it even better. I need to try that. I'll probably try it with Campus mm-hmm. just because, like, you know, we live in a college town. Right. So uh, I'll probably try it then. But I did know that was the game that had, like, the Sonic skin mm-hmm. or something in it. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Yeah, you had a whole bunch of Sonics running around your hospital. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, then kind of a rumor slash confirmed is Jason Momoa is set to join the Fast and Furious series. This probably has to do with something in The Rock not coming back because of Vin, him and Vin Diesel's beef, whatever that is. Yeah, they made it made it very apparent. Like The Rock made it very apparent. Like I don't know what Vin Diesel did, but Rock is like, no, I ain't going anywhere near you. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's weird, but Jason Momoa like replace another hawaiian with another hawaiian i guess is what their their role is there so good for him jason mo i like him he's a good actor i have made it well known that i'm a fan of the fast and furious saga and the crazier it gets the better i think it is and i know i'm on a a very small lonely island on that most people think it's gotten to the point that it's terrible i'm not i don't admit that they're good movies i just think that they're fun um, I just think it's hilarious that Vin Diesel finds a way to just continuously pull in the most random people for his movies. Like John Cena kind of came out of nowhere. The Rock at the time was a good pick. Now he's going Jason Momoa. Like I'm always excited just to see who he's going to uh, like coax into a, a movie next, you know? Yeah. And how many more? I think there should be this one and one more, I believe, is what he had said. And then he's done. But it's Vin Diesel. So who knows? <laughs> Yeah, like I, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to like write him into the script or something because he wanted the rock back for the rock to play his character. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they just go the route of like, OK, in the Fast and Furious universe, you have a brain switching device <laughs> and you don't see the rock at all. You just see a picture of like a brain and then they transfer it over into Jason Momoa's body. And now he's that character or something like that. Like That would be that'd be something they write up in that. the script. Yeah. yeah, that's probably better than what they're going to write, honestly. Yeah, they should probably give me credit if they yeah. decide to do this in, in there. <laughs> On a, a side note, too, with a rock, um, I know you saw that he said he's bringing one of the biggest gaming franchises to a movie. Yeah. Um, I have my guess. What's your guess? What do you think it is? I think it's Gears of War. I, I personally Without Dave think- Batista. If you can put Dave Batista in, sure. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's Gears of War. OK, I feel like it's Call of Duty. Really? I don't know. I just have this feeling that it's I mean, he said it's one of the biggest franchises. I don't know. Like, I, that's just a total guess. But like, I feel like it's got to be Call of Duty. Everybody's saying, oh, it's Doom again. <laughs> but they're not making another Doom with the rock. Um, I don't know. I thought Gears of War as well. But Call of Duty is my guess. Gears of War is also a very good guess. But I think if he does Gears of War, he's got to bring Dave Batista in. He yeah. was in the he game. Could, <laughs> he could also do, I think, a God of War yeah um character yeah. like his his body is meant to be played like he could play kratos that that's yeah uh, that's not a guess there but i just wonder where they'd pick off like are you starting at the beginning or I, I don't know i feel like the first couple like if they were to do god of war like the first couple games are really campy mm-hmm. and i don't think would make for a good movie whereas the reboot that they did in 2018 is i think a much I think there's a much better chance that that game would translate to a movie better. Yeah. But there's also a part of me that goes, you really don't 
need no. a movie version of God of War. So. I mean, we got Uncharted. Did that come out this weekend? No, that's February. I think okay. it's February 18th. Next, next. Okay. And we don't need that either. So yeah, I wouldn't but I'm going to watch it. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. going to go see it. That's for sure. <laughs> that's fair. Um, other movie news, too. We are getting a Mortal Kombat sequel um, written by Jeremy Slater, who did Moon Knight. If you saw the trailer for Moon Knight that just came out. Um, I mean, I didn't mind the last Mortal Kombat movie. How about you? I didn't mind it either. Like, I'm yeah. not into the huge lore of Mortal Kombat, yeah. but I did like the fight scenes. It was fun to see people kick each other around in some like really brutal executions yeah. as well. So I thought I thought it was fine. And, you know, it's a good movie to kind of sit there and I don't know. It doesn't require much thought, which I wish more things didn't require much thought yeah. from me anymore. I agree. All right. Other than that, that's it for my news. How about yourself? Um, the last thing I have is Respawn said they're working on multiple Star Wars games, including oh, that's right. You're right. including another Jedi Fallen Order. That was the only one they really confirmed. Um, I mean, that makes me happy. I, I know like the majority of the comments were like, that's cool. But where's Titanfall three? Uh, um, yeah, I did. I did see a lot of people like with <laughs> yeah. with memes and stuff of like trading in Star Wars for uh, Titanfall. Yeah. I mean, I'm OK with another Fallen Order. That's fine. I'm curious to see what kind of games they come up with besides that. Um, maybe you do a Mandalorian type game. Maybe you do an RPG. I don't know. But like it says multiple. So they're definitely going to be having pretty much only Star Wars games coming out of that place for the next foreseeable future, I guess. Yeah. From what I remember seeing in the post, it's like one is an FPS game, mm -hmm. which means like maybe it's another battlefield. I don't know. Uh, and then I don't know why I thought the other one they confirmed was like a turn based game because like uh they did do like empire uh empire of war or something like that yep. like the turn-based strategy one for computer and i thought like i i only played like two games of that and that was all right but if you could definitely make it so it's more of um like more age of empires or something like that i think a lot of you could get like a, a bulk of people to go over to that because not only is it you know star wars it's you'd be getting a lot of age of empires fans or something like that we'd have to see hear me out what if an Apex-like Battle Royale in the Star Wars universe? Would you Ape play it? An Apex-like Battle Royale in Star Wars. Yeah. So Would like, you play it? I'm, like, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Lightsabers. Yeah, okay, lightsabers. Rifles. Yeah. Probably not. You could use the characters for different... Their abilities could be force powers. Yeah, I guess, but I uh, I don't know. I feel like, if anything, that's kind of like that one Magic Battle Royale game that came out we played yep. a few games of. I feel like that is... It would be a clone of that in a way, and I don't think it'd be any good. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, they could always just bring Star Wars characters into the Apex universe if they really wanted to. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, I guess one character <laughs> with a lightsaber or something like that. I don't know. I don't think they would. I feel yeah. like that that apex team is probably a completely different division. So they're not looking to probably cross gen yeah. any of that, but yeah, fall in order Two, I'm excited for as well. Yeah. Fun. That's probably going to be the, the first one to come out. I'm going to assume probably next year, or the year after something. Yeah. yeah that's all, all right. You're right. All right. Let's do this games okay. games this week. And yes. for me, it is uncharted remastered. I mm -hmm. only played lost legacy so far because that's the okay. one I, that's the one I haven't played. And Pokemon Legends Arceus. Okay. 
I have Uncharted. Um, and then I played some Oddworld Soulstorm, which I know you played before. Yep. Um, but I did not play Pokemon. So give me the news because I've seen the reviews and I don't believe them. But go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> so we'll, yeah, we'll start off with Pokemon. We might as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It is. It's a mixed bag with a lot of like optimism on my end. Uh, this game is different from anything else that we've ever sort of had with the Pokemon series. They're trying something new, and I have to commend them for that. Is the game pretty? No. <laughs> um, Not at all. It And I don't know if it's because of the Switch. I'm going to be completely honest, but the... Are you, have you are played multi- it docked or handheld? I've played both. Okay, okay, cool. I, yeah, I've played a mixture of both because like my TV does a good job of like upscaling stuff. But I got to say, like once you get into like the rocky terrain areas and the mm. water effects in the game, it's pretty bad. Like um, I've seen like people comparing it to like PS2. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, in some aspects. Yeah, it's definitely not so much like the character art or the Pokemon art. It's the detail in the world. OK, that's what it's definitely comparable to, because like the characters in the game are very expressive uh, they look like the character models look good, but particularly with with the outside world is where things get a little bit hairy. And also like when you're the game also like does this thing where and you've probably seen the clip where it's like a Pokemon that spots out in the distance and it's moving at a literal like maybe two frames a second. <laughs> like yeah. it is it, it is what it is there, but like enough about that portion like this this world and game is very unique and I'm having a lot of fun with it. The game is a lot more challenging than past Pokémon's which I enjoy. The game is kind of what I is kind of what we've been like wanting for a Pokémon game. It's open world. I don't have to battle everything to catch it. I can just there are times where and there are times in the game where you can just and in the, especially in the starting area, you can just go around, throw a Pokeball, catch a Bidoof, throw another one, catch another Bidoof, throw another one, catch another Bidoof. You can have like a line of okay. catching just the same Pokemon over and over again without ever having to get into battle. And I like that. I like do, this new... Do you get XP from that? Yes. Okay. Your Pokemon get XP for almost everything they do. Okay. Uh, you catch something, XP. You have a Pokemon knock down berries for you, that Pokemon gets XP. So there is... It's a lot. And the game is very slow. So like when you start it, you just need to be patient with it. I, I, I think if you get through like a lot of the beginning portions, you'll start to see the fun okay. that you get to have in the game. It is very Monster Hunter like there is a like star progression system that is practically the same as a Monster Hunter rank system where you complete a certain amount of quests and that gets you the experience to the next star point or the next star. And that star allows you to go to other places and also allows you to uh, like higher level Pokemon to obey you as soon as you capture them. And, you know, you know like the, the gameplay itself is so tight and so much fun that I I don't mind going into the world that is ugly as it is. And the the portion of it that I'm like optimistic about is the fact that like we like they finally did something different with Pokemon. There are stealth mechanics. There are dodge mechanics. There's like this whole section where like you're not like these are enraged Pokemon and you're throwing like 
balls at them to kind of calm them down and wait for the opportunity to attack it. And then you throw out your Pokemon. Like there's a mixture of like, there's a mixture of like, you're a human fighting like a Pokemon and it's very deadly. Like it's funny in the first like 10 minutes of the game, one character mentions death and I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure they've never mentioned anything (laughs) about death in the Pokemon series. So I feel like fainted, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I feel like this is a game where it, it feels like it's sort of made to be toward the older audience. Like you have the option for a lot of them to for them to like explain or you could be like, no, I know what it means. And they cut that part out. So how the game comes about is weird. I didn't expect it to be what it is. And I won't like kind of spoil that for you in any way. But the gameplay and the progression type things are enough for me that I enjoy the game. It's just too bad that the world is very, very empty. And also like it doesn't look good. Like that's kind of the, the problem here and whether or not that's Pokemon's fault for not making it look good or whether or not they have the ambitions for it, but the switch isn't powerful enough. Like that's going to always be the issue with Nintendo. The fact that they've always been behind on console hardware and have never been able to like be like, okay, you know, Games for our system will run on PS5 and PS4 or PS4 games can run on our system where that's not the case. You know, Nintendo needs to make like an effort to catch up on these things in order, I think, for games like Pokemon and for other for their other first party series to catch up in how detailed and fun games can look now and all the gameplay stuff they can have, you know, Arceus is a surprise for me, but it's a surprise where like I had a lot, I had a lot of hope for this game. I did think it was, I did have high expectations for it. It met it in the gameplay department where everything else is kind of uh, over uh, or underwhelming in a lot of ways. And I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to beat it, but uh, we just, I just have to see where else the game goes. Like I'm only three or four hours in and I'm enjoying going out and catching stuff but we got to see whether or not that gets boring or whether or not the loop eventually decides to be like, okay, like I'm kind of done with this at this point. So there's still a lot of questions to be answered on my end, but you know, overall it's positive first impressions with a, I'm very optimistic about the future. Like you can keep the same gameplay loop here, set it in a new world and actually do good character or like detailed design in your overworld. And we have a Pokemon monster hunter game which is more fun than I ever thought it could be or like a, a twist that I never, I never thought they'd go in. So like there's, there's a lot of hope for my end and people who are critical of this game. I, uh, and this is definitely going to catch some flack here. <laughs> I feel like those people haven't played Pokemon enough. Like uh, for me, who's grown up with it and played all of the games. I am excited to see that they've gone in a different direction and are willing to try something different. And that is enough for me to have the optimism for the next couple games where if I feel like a lot of the people complaining about this game are the people who like picked it up during like sun and moon or short and shield, like that gameplay loop has been like refined and done for years and years and years. Whereas a Pokemon fan for me, I'm just glad they're doing something different and trying to, and trying to it feels like make a game for the older audience because the game is hard like Pokemon do more damage I feel like my Pokemon die or like faint a lot faster now in this game 
and that that was one hell of a rant that went on. <laughs> when you're in the middle of that, I was thinking too. Do you think that this is their attempt at making a new style of Pokemon, and then the next one they can perfect, and then the inevitable new switch that everybody is keeps saying is coming? They come out with a a four K fully detailed environment and blow everybody away. I really think that's a, like, that would be the line I'd want them to take. Right. Like what, what's, what's nice about doing it the way that they have is that instead of trying to create a whole new generation under this type of game mode, they went ahead and went into like other or their past generations, which is why they went to the fourth gen here. Mm -hmm. So like, and I imagine it's hard for them because they have to make Pokemon games on a, a literal yearly basis. Like there really isn't a time where they get time off or a day off or anything like that. So if you go back into one of your previous generations, you already have the models. You don't have to come up with new Pokemon models or anything like that, or not nearly as many, I should say. Like they still have new forms specific to each region and that kind of thing. So I would like to think that maybe the next region they go to or do something with, they take the core of this and then give it the chance to sort of blow people away with presentation or something like that. Pokemon has never been pretty like the, the, the sword and shield like Pokemon game showed you it wasn't meant to be pretty. And people were angry with how that, you know, game looked and this isn't going to win anybody over like that's for sure. But it, it, it provides a sense of optimism that I haven't felt in the game, uh, the Pokemon world in a long time. And I've been playing it since birth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think other than it not looking good though how is it like frame rate wise okay even handheld or is it stutter um I haven't had much problem with with stuttering I think I think the game runs well and that's probably because the world is so empty right like it doesn't have a lot of pop-ins or anything like that that uh, or I shouldn't say pop-ins because pop-ins do come up but because the world is empty it's not trying to load like four different Pokemon all in one area. Mm-hmm. Like you usually go into an area and a couple feet away is like a doof. A couple feet away is another Pokemon. That's like one or two there. Like, it's not like they're all grouped together or okay. something like that. And maybe it gets that way. Uh, you know, or maybe we start to see frame rate issues further into the game, but I'm not that far yet. Okay. And I'm still in the starter area. So that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm still excited to play it. I'll, I'll play it later today i'll start it up and see how it goes um hopefully i like it uh monster hunter is not my thing so we'll see but trying something new with pokemon is always a good thing because we've been staring at the same type of pokemon game for a long time now exactly yeah so like (laughs) and like that's why i'm willing to like uh i don't judge the game as harshly i believe as some of the other reviewers are is because i'm I'm looking more toward the future and what this thing could build instead yeah. of instead of what it is right now. And, you know, like the thing is, is if we're critical of this game and I, it's it's going to sell well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's mm-hmm. it's going to sell a lot. Um, but if if it comes out that people are angry or sad or criticize the developer all the time, they're going to be like, OK, we don't take a chance like this again. Like we're going to stop. But if if people are patient with the Pokemon franchise, like we have been for years, I think, you know, we're going to, we might see eventually some sort of delivery here on that sort of optimism. So, 
Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I will give it a fair chance, um, at least a couple hours, get through the beginning before Uh, I just completely give up on it. Yeah, it is slow. (laughs) You you are. I'm going to I'm going to say that flat out. It is it is slow because it's drowning you in tutorials. Okay, kind of like Monster Hunter, right? Yeah, but not as many. Definitely not as many like from Monster (laughs) Hunter. Like that is for sure. And Monster Monster Hunter was nuts. Well, yeah, and like the difference there is the Monster Hunter stuff. Like you're usually in a world and you could be on a hunt for 30 minutes. Like here, that's not the case. Like, at least not yet. Okay. Do you know how big the world is? So when when you go and load up into the game, like it's it's divided into sections like how Monster Hunter is, where you have a hub world and then you go into one area. Um, It's I think it's fairly large. It's fairly expansive. It's not anything like a Monster Hunter. Like, that's for sure. If I had to, like, compare it to anything like and I know you didn't play this game, but Monster Hunter Rise, like mm-hmm. their worlds are kind of more built for like down to the top and everything like that. Uh, and it's probably a little bit smaller than that. OK, but it's um like it, it's not something where, you know, where I like I get lost. Like, that's what I'll say is I get lost in the areas for sure. OK, interesting. And there's gyms still or not. I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> OK, that's fair. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like what the progression looks like in that game. You know, if you just clear out an area and that's it, or if there's actual gym leaders you're battling. It seems to have a lot to do with the research tasks, which is like different from anything like Pokemon has ever done before. Like usually you catch one Pokemon, you get its evolution line, it's done. Yeah. Whereas with these research tasks that give you the stars that you're looking for to like go into the higher areas and get, or have higher Pokemon obey you. Like, it's like, Oh, catch this many Bidoof. Like you have to catch like 10 or oh, wow. complete that section. But luckily those Pokemon are like really easy to catch. You just throw the Pokeball and it's done. Okay. Uh, for, for most of them. And then like, it probably is going to get annoying because certain of them are like, Oh, well, see the Pokemon do this move this many times. Now, if you catch it, you can just spam the move and see it multiple times. But if it's a Pokemon that's hard to catch, uh, you may have it like that's where your issue may come in. That's where you're just kind of, you know, some grinding going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, interesting. Well, hopefully I can give an opinion next week. Either it's like, oh, this is actually pretty good or I gave up after three hours. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, what probably. Happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, all right. Oddworld Soulstorm. I know you played this game a while ago. Um, I finally played it and slightly different perspective because I enjoyed the older Oddworld games when I was a lot younger. PlayStation one era. Um, I get a lot of the same vibes from this game. It definitely is a style of game that I don't think really exists as much anymore um straight 2d 2d slash 3d platformer it is 2d but the backgrounds are 3d um i think story-wise oddworld has always kind of been eh for me like it's okay it's just there to kind of progress you to the next level um i think the cutscenes look really nice like extremely nice yeah they do yeah yeah um the gameplay is uh, is what i expected uh I don't know if I'll finish it. I might just because I have more of a nostalgia factor than most people do for this game. Um, I think it controls fairly well. The sneaking around can be kind of awkward. 
Um, and you're right about like the checkpoints can be kind of unforgiving at times, but, uh, overall, like I'm, I don't mind it. I'm having a decent time with it. I don't know how long it is. Um, I can't imagine it's extremely long, but, uh, so far so good. Um, it's what I expected and I don't hate it. Yeah. Like for me, I didn't grow up with this type of game. So like the gameplay is such a far off thing where I guess it doesn't interest me in my like, you know, millennium. I need to go fast brain. Yeah, but I <laughs> it can is see slow. The, I can see the appeal to people and mm-hmm. why they like the game. But I don't for me, think it reviewed that well, though, did it? I don't believe it did. I believe yeah. it was like mid sevens, okay. uh, mid mid sevens on Metacritic. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a fair score. Honestly, I, I don't think it's if you haven't played an odd world game, I don't think there's really anything there that's going to draw you in. Um, and then if you've played it before, like me, you'd be like, yeah, this is more of that. So. I don't think it's evolving the odd world formula. It's just a very prettier, much prettier looking version of what you remember as, as a kid, basically. Yeah. And then, uh, uncharted remastered, which is good because I've been playing uncharted four and you've been playing lost legacy. So that works out pretty well. Yeah. Lost legacy. I just never played like, Mm -hmm. um, it just must've missed me when it came out, but I enjoy, uh, it's it's kind of I will say it is kind of hard for me to see like this huge difference okay. between it. Like there's three different modes where it's like 4K 30 or like updated 4K 60 or mm-hmm. 1080p with 120 frames a second. And like which my I TV can't can, do on my TV, yeah, by the way, like my TV can handle it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it is hard for me to like see like, OK, like I feel like you're either playing it in that 120 frame second like mode or you're playing it in the native 4k 30 frames a second yep which is what i'm playing in yep yeah like i i am enjoying the story i think uh lost legacy is like something i probably wish that i had played when it came out but i'm enjoying it now uh the you know there's these all of these settings to try to customize kind of how the game plays and how it works on your system and i feel like it's fine i i do have to say like playstation for once did a good job with only requiring me to pay ten dollars and it was easy this this time right yes very easy easy i i had flashbacks of trying to do the final fantasy one don't start with final fantasy oh my god that that was was awful so i was like nervous i put in the disc and then i went to the store and it was just there and i was like oh my god thank you (laughs) yeah it literally says upgrade to ps5 version you go there and you're good it's amazing how easy it worked why couldn't they have done that before? That's my that's my real question there. I, f- I feel like after the whole Final Fantasy thing, Sony was like, oh, we need to fix this. Yeah, <laughs> this is real so, bad. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 glad there. But like for for you and you've always been like a huge Uncharted fan mm-hmm. more than I have. And you've been playing through four. Yeah. So is this like is this ga- is this experience groundbreaking to you or is it this uh, or is it like just returning to a returning to an old game that, you know, you love? I mean, they didn't change the controls at all, so it still feels like the same Uncharted. I mean, honestly, you know when people are like, what's your favorite gaming franchises of all time and how hard it is to pick that? Mm -hmm. The ones that always come to my mind immediately are Bioshock and Uncharted. So, like, they're, like, my top two, uh, like, gaming, you know, universes. Um, I think playing Uncharted 4 this way on the PS5, I think it looks a lot better. I am playing on the 4K, um, what is that, 30 frames, 
Um, yep. I was like, just give me the prettiest version. I don't really care about 60. That's fine. Um, and it, I do think it's a big upgrade. Um, I think it puts it on par with PS5 games, right? Like what you expect. I remember like PS, the Uncharted 4, when that came out, that was like, oh my God, this looks phenomenal. Yeah, right? yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, and same thing with The Last of Us, um, the second one. Uh, and I did the same thing. I put this in and I was like, oh my God, this looks phenomenal. Um, and it's just a lot of comfort food style gaming for me because I love Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4, I think, is the best out of the whole series. Um, I think Uncharted 2 and 4 would be the top two and then probably Lost Legacy and then 3 and then 1 sucks. Um, yeah, I was going to say 2 cool. for me is 2 for me is was my favorite. I do, I do remember 2 having a big yep. impact on me. That just blew everybody's mind with the train. Yeah. Um, when yeah. you're climbing it, that was groundbreaking at the time. But um, yeah, I mean, I know they had kind of hinted at this week about they may not be done with the Uncharted universe. Uh, I will never say no to more Uncharted. Um, I mean, they leave it open. Spoilers, I guess. But at the end, there there is a possible scenario they could go with without Nathan Drake. Um, or they could go with Nathan Drake. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I think they did a good job upgrading it and making it look a lot better. It still controls very well. Um, the action set pieces have always been top notch for me. I think one of the best in the PlayStation gaming universe. Yeah, uh, I don't think you're going to get much better other than Last of Us. But um, yeah, I think it's totally worth it. It is $50 if you don't have it. Or, I mean, you could find Uncharted 4, probably use disc copy for what, like 15 bucks or less? Yeah, probably, yeah. And then pay the 20 So like, I don't know why you would pay the $50 for the disc version at this point, or even the digital version. I, I don't see why you would want that. Um, but yeah, I think this is totally worth the money. They did a fantastic job. Now just give me more Uncharted, please. And you get a free ticket to go see the movie. That's kind of cool, right? You do? We don't. I guess if you buy the $50 version, you do. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one reason to buy it. But then again, it's not going to offset the cost of paying $50. So Yeah. And then I guess at that point, you have to worry that the theater takes that ticket mm -hmm. um, as well. Or you have to go to specific theaters. It, it is yep. probably kind of a drag to figure out. Yep. But this is kind of a good precursor to like um, to the Uncharted movie coming out. Like, I feel like Sony has kind of timed this a bit better than mm -hmm. most things where it's like, OK, we have the Uncharted movie coming out. Let's get people familiar with Uncharted by releasing kind of the two the last two games of the series. So yeah. I think it was probably a good idea on their part. I think it would be worth it, to be honest, uh, for them to maybe revisit one. Yeah. And maybe Remaster make, it. make that the experience it maybe could have been. Yeah. Maybe like if they wanted to continue with Nathan Drake, you could probably scrap like the original idea for Uncharted one and then do it in a way that makes sense for the rest of Uncharted. Cause like, yeah, people did not like Uncharted one. Yep. Uh, and it was definitely not one of the greatest games, but I feel like they got better as they went on with age. If they were able to fix some of the problems with one and whether it's like a complete redo remaster or complete scrapping and making it an original story, I'd be okay with that too. But I, it's hard for me to go back to one. It really yeah. is hard for me to play one. They so. would they would have to do a lot because the first one was here's some story. Now we're going to put you in a square area, kill all the guys 
here's some more story. Now you're in another square area. That's all that game was. Yeah. Um, so they would have to do a lot of work. I think remastering it and redoing it would be the way to go. But I also think they need to remaster and redo the one that was on PSP. I forget what yeah. that was called. Um, but that was also a very good game that I don't think very many people played because not a whole lot of people had PSP. Um, so I think you do that one and the PSP one and bundle it together. Maybe throw two and three in there. It was not Vita. Vita, was it? It was on Vita and it was the golden. Something. I don't know if it's the <laughs> it was something Odyssey. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it's the Lost Odyssey because I feel like I'm getting confused with Lost Legacy. Let me uh, see. I'll, man, let me I, look it up real quick. And man, if um, I got that right, what a pull. What a pull from the crap. Golden, golden Abyss is what oh, it was Oh, I'm way off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think so. Maybe. I don't think they want to take the time to go back and remaster one through three, though. You know, like, I just don't see them. That's a lot of work. I don't uh, think two. I don't think two and three needs to really be remastered. Like, you could yeah. come up with, like, a PS5 update for those. Two doesn't like, look great, though. Not now. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like you could do something like they did with Ratchet and Clank, where you you really fixed the details of Ratchet and yeah. Clank one and put it on the PS4. Cause like that game was reviewed well and was popular. Yeah. Whereas if you fix uncharted Drake's fortune, you have a more, you know, you probably have a better starter game out of it. But I feel like if that's what they, that's what you would want to do. If you want to carry the series on with Nathan Drake, like yeah. you kind of have to go back. Yeah. You give it the, the mass effect remaster trilogy where you remaster the first one and then the other two are just upscaled. Or something, yeah. you know, yeah, like that's yeah. probably the better way to do it. But yeah, I yeah, think I it's very agree. good. I think everybody should try it. If you haven't played Uncharted, for sure, play it. Yeah, without. Well, yeah, without a doubt, I would say play it. All right. We're now on to movies and TV shows. And Craig, when I tell you I watch stuff this week, you watch a bunch. I watch stuff. OK, I uh, watched only TV. TV. All right. Yeah. I did. I, I primarily watch like TV shows as well. I did watch one movie. OK. I watched um, uh, Peacemaker and Book of Boba, and I watched all of the Queer Eye newest season. Okay. I watched those two as well. I yep. finished Dota Dragon Blood Part 2. Okay. I watched all of the episodes of Legend of Vox Machina, the oh, Amazon geez. Prime original. <laughs> okay. And Tick, Tick, Boom. I finally hey. got down to watch that one. Okay. Uh, we'll but talk you know about Tick, Tick, Boom first. You know what you didn't watch? uh archive 81 yes you did not yeah you're right (laughs) i didn't find time i was watching all of this stuff that's fair you did watch a lot yeah (laughs) so i'll start off with tick tick boom first uh a lot fun movie i loved it um it's got good musical numbers and as someone who is 27 that 30 song really (laughs) hit me in a way that i was like damn i gotta i (laughs) i'm worried about it i'm already past um, it but yes that 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 hits home (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I imagine it does. But we have like Andrew Garfield does such a fantastic job. Um, you know, they do all this lead up to the uh, to like his song that he needs to write for Suburbia. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that song had a lot of weight behind it. And they actually met up like it was a really yeah. like powerful song about like this suburbia, like the suburbia story that he was writing. And very rarely do I feel like you lead up to like this whole act you finally get it and 
you still and like you still have all of this other stuff going on after it because usually like the climax of the thing would be like oh here's the song and he succeeds where he gets the song everything happens and it's not like a pretty pastures uh ending (laughs) it you know it, it ends in a way that kind of makes sense and is true to of course the story um Songs are catchy. I kind of forget how much I miss Vanessa Hudgens like character and singing like she's a yeah. really good singer. Uh, and the I don't know what that song's called, but the whole like a love tale told by like 20th, 21st century. And it's mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield and Vanessa going back and forth like they look crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> their their eyes are all wide. It's it's funny the way <laughs> they look, but it's a catchy song anyway. But the. The music is catchy. That brunch song, as someone yeah. who worked in the restaurant business, that hit. Yeah, that hit really, really <laughs> hard. Because man, did I man have I done a lot of brunch shifts? I remember those days. So <laughs> that I, that scene's super important too, because everybody in that diner is a titan in uh, musical history. Yeah, I did. I did mm-hmm. recognize some of like some of them as the uh, like the girl or the two girls were from Hamilton or the yep. one was I know they both were. Yep, they both were. OK, mm-hmm. there's some so, people from rent in there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people in there. OK, yeah. But like that, that that song was like, damn, I, I feel his pain. <laughs> like brunch yeah. is terrible. It is <laughs> terrible. Yep. But, you know, so be it. But tick, tick, boom. I do understand all of the accolades it got. It is a, it is a very fun movie. Uh, very powerful and emotional as well. You kind of rarely find a movie that rides in the line the way it does with this. And it, I do want to mention it is really uncanny how much Andrew Garfield looks like the character he's playing. It is really uncanny, like how close it is. (laughs) Yeah. He was born to play him. Yeah. In a way. And Andrew Garfield is surprising with his singing voice. Very good. Yep. Has, I I don't know if he's been in anything else like that before. He has. I think people forget that. After Spider-Man, right, his Spider-Man movies, um, he left the movie industry to go do Broadway. That's oh, where he, okay. That's where he's been this pretty much this whole time. Um, so he's done a lot of stuff. So he's proven that he can sing and he can do Broadway. So this is very normal for him. Um, it's just nice to see him getting exposure again, because having just watched the other Spider-Man movies again, the other two. Yeah. They're not as bad as people think. I think they're pretty good. Um, it's just that hopefully we get to see more of him now. Yeah, it looks like we will, yeah. based on everything else. Yeah. But uh, I guess because we both watched, let's just yeah. talk about Boba yeah. or like or like the new season of The Mandalorian, which is pretty much was <laughs> yeah. because he's he's rarely ever mentioned. But it was I I, I really love this episode, um, but I think that's got to primarily do with because we get the Mandalorian again. Yep. Like, and I was, I was making this observation to a lot of like my friends as well, but I feel like this like season for Boba has felt underwhelming in a lot of ways is because the one appearance of Boba you see in the original trilogy, he's a badass and he's yep. this crazy cool bounty hunter where we wanted Boba to be like that. And he's not in his own original series. The Mandalorian is the Boba we wanted yep. um, to, to show. So I feel like that's why this like episode is so popular is one. It's a ton of references. It is Oof. reference after reference yep. after reference. And it's it is really awesome 
to see like he comes back into because like we really didn't know where the Mandalorian was going to go after after this season. And it looks like it has some sort of direction, Uh, but it was the action scenes were fun. The whole lore of the Mandalorian stuff is fun to go over. Uh, and the, the, the callbacks to, uh, the callbacks to the original, like Star Wars movies or the, sorry, the prequels, the prequels was really well worth it. It it was, it was fun to see stuff like that. Yeah. I think this is the best episode in this, in the season. Um, and Boba Fett's not even in it. Uh, yeah, that's what sucks. Yeah. Which tells you a lot, but I, I do think you're right. I think we all got hyped up with how good the Mandalorian has been and, and I think in my mind, especially, I looked at it as like, man, if the Mandalorian is this cool and the Mandalorian is this is this badass, then Boba Fett is going to be insane. And I personally forgot that the Boba Fett we're getting is the old Boba Fett, right? Like he's already been through and done all this cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Now he's just old. Um, so I have to lower my expectations on what he can actually do. And the Mandalorian is is what we want. But. Yeah, this episode was great. I liked everything they did. They should have just called this Mandalorian season three, episode point five. Um, yeah, because it's yeah. literally just setting up what's going to happen in season three of Mandalorian. Um, we got, you know, little Easter eggs for Fallen Order, um, the original trilogy, all kinds of stuff in this. Um, and I will say that I always like to see at the end, like who directed the episode because they switch it out so much. Yeah. And at this point, you need to give whatever uh, Bryce Dallas Howard wants to do in the Star Wars universe. Just give it to her um, because, <laughs> because she has proven she directed. Um, I remember what episode in Mandalorian she did as well, but she's literally killed it um, and they need to give her more to do. But man, I, I thought it was great. I'm still a little bummed with the Boba Fett series. Um, I don't think we need another season after this one. I don't think we'll do one. But uh, yeah, I, I'm ready for Mandalorian, and I mean Boba Fett's okay, I guess. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's we, just a solid meh. Yeah, we have to see how the ending goes. Like, if the yeah. ending ends up being this really cool, huge war with a lot of throwbacks, it might end mm-hmm. up like redeeming itself. But it is definitely something where I, I thought Boba feels more like a Game of Thrones, like political thriller in a way, where it's yeah. where we were hoping for a lot of you know going on these bounty hunting trips and going to visit new world worlds and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it is different and yeah. I do admit it's just meh. So <laughs> before we get into peacemaker, I will mm-hmm. talk about Dodo dragons blood part two and uh, legend of Vox Machina of uh, Dota. I talked about that for last week. So I'll talk about this one. It's, it's all right. The animation is a lot of fun. I think the fight scenes are good. Um, it does feel like at the end of this one, I don't know where it's supposed to go. Like the whole point is that the main character, uh, the main character like is kind of cursed with having like this dragon inside of his body. And at the end of this, like he's cured. So I don't know where it goes from here. Uh, I, I don't know. I was kind of underwhelmed with, uh, with part two in a lot of ways. Uh, but legend of Vox Machina and if you guys don't know what this is, it is an animated Amazon Prime series that is based off and produced by Critical Role, which is a very popular voice actor um, D&D run campaign. And 
Like they're they're huge, like millions and millions of like viewers on their campaign stuff and everything like that. Uh, watching this series, it is a like three episodes are out. I enjoy it a lot. It's a lot of fun, but I feel like it's a lot of fun because it does all like the D and D stuff that I like. Um, I like D and D. I play D and D occasionally with my friends, and you know you get all you get like everything you want. You get you know the a bard. You know, you get you kind of get all of the classes in this one thing. And it's superbly voice acted acted because the voice actors are playing the characters they play in the campaign. So it feels like they have a personal connection to it. But with three episodes out, I just want to mention, like, it's really good. Um, I think. I think IGN, like, reviewed the first three episodes as tens, like okay. a ten across the board. Uh, I, I feel like you should give it a shot. Like, uh, Craig, like you'd like the sort of. um atmosphere that it's in because it's like medieval dragons type you know lore type thing and it's i I enjoyed it like the first three episodes are fun okay yeah i'd never even heard of it so but then again like i'm not tied into that world at all yeah 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 i'll check it out all right and then we have peacemaker uh peacemaker continues to be a lot of fun like uh, this this is definitely kind of the most action oriented one, I feel like, where they take this road trip to a butterfly factory and we actually get an idea of what the butterfly stuff is. Like we finally get an explanation for getting there. What they are <laughs> so. um, Yeah, I just yeah, I, I'm trying. I don't know if we should spoil the episode with like everything that kind of goes on. Yeah, but uh, I I really like the more I play, the more I um, watch this series. I really like John Cena's peacemaker character and I really like Adebayo and her yeah. character as well. Like they, they bounce off each other really well. They, um, like they have this chemistry that I don't feel like I see in a lot of other, uh, a lot of other ones, especially where James Gunn has came out and said that Adebayo is the main character when it didn't feel like that. The first couple episodes, she's kind of starting to come in to like, feel like she's the main character of this. Yeah, I think every episode is getting better than the yeah. last one. Um, not that it started bad or anything. I thought the first couple were good, um, but I yeah. think it's gotten to a whole nother level. John Cena is good. I think the entire cast just works really well together. I can't think of anybody that I feel like is not doing a great job with their roles. Vigilante's great. Um, Harcourt's great. Um, you call him Die Beard. But uh, he's or econo- well. economist or economos. Yeah, yeah. His last name. Uh, <laughs> but again, like John Cena just continues to impress me with how good he is in this role. Um, I thought it was good to see how how crazy he can get in an action oriented scene. Um, him with his X ray uh, vision and just blasting people everywhere was good because we've seen Vigilante and seeing him you know, kind of go off and now getting to see that, like, I feel like up until this episode, Peacemaker is just continuously getting beat up. Yeah, and no, just, you're and, right. Yeah. And just barely getting by, like somehow just barely winning or getting saved by somebody else. This is the first episode where he was like, he took over and killed like everybody pretty much, um, except the. Well, I won't say <laughs> at the end, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I I think this is probably Right now, for me, I think this is the best show going that's out right now. Um, And it's been a blast. I look forward to it every week. And, you know, James Gunn has said he's going to be working on other shows with other characters 
from Suicide Squad. So it could be cool to get like shows on these other ones that we don't know a whole lot about. Right. Like, yeah, even the people who died at the beginning, maybe we get one with Pete Davidson's character or something like that. That could be cool. With all um, of the hype around like Pete Davidson right yeah. now, because he's like more in the public eye than ever, especially yeah. now that he's dating a Kardashian. Yep. It would be fun to see like how James Gunn could use his humor. Because yeah. like uh, he's a dark guy, Pete Davidson. His humor is dark, but I, I laugh at it constantly. Yeah. I so. think that that would be my first pick as far as characters to go with. I think a series with him would be phenomenal, especially yeah. if it's directed and written by James Gunn. But man, Peacemaker has been fantastic. It's great news for DC. Um, hopefully the Batman kills it as well. Um, because right now is a perfect time. There isn't a whole lot of Marvel going on right now. Um, so perfect time for DC to kind of step up. Yeah, like you kind of had the wave of Spider-Man, of course. But like yep. Spider-Man is also Sony in a way yep. with uh, with everything. And like the Spider-Man wave is like slowly <laughs> dying down. And now DC we're getting ready for Doctor Strange. So, yeah. And now D- DC has the opportunity to kind of do this. But they, I feel like they've always done TV shows better, whether yeah. it's animated TV shows or the animated movies where the live action movies continue to be sort of meh. Um, Wonder Woman, of course, who I thought was good. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. You mentioned that Batman and I don't know how I'm <laughs> how I feel like we'll the see. more I hear and the more I see. I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's going to be super long, right? Almost three hours, I think, is what they said. Yeah. And like, is the payoff going to be worth it? That That's my worry here. Yeah, that I'll, I'll probably wait on that one and see it in my home. I don't know that I'm going to be rushing out to see that one in theaters unless it's just like people are like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest movie ever. This um, is the next Dark Knight. Like right, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I think I'll probably wait on that one. I think like the next one in my mind that jumps out as you need to go to the theaters is probably Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, I, I'm going to go see Uncharted in theaters. I mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to see what they do with it. But yeah, no, I agree. Doctor Strange. But I just feel like that kind of sucks for movies right now. Yeah, is because like everybody's like waiting for the next Marvel movie to come in and then everybody <laughs> goes to the theaters where yeah. that's kind of the that's kind of the environment that's been built, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah you wait for the that... big ones and every other movie kind of suffers right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But all right, with that, it's going to be the end of the podcast for this week. Thank you guys for listening. And if you liked it, please make sure to review it on your preferred podcast listening platform. Uh, Make sure to share it with your friends. And if you're interested in getting in contact with us, we have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of which that we both like check and look at. If you're interested in emailing us, we have a high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com, which is an email you're more than welcome to email us with. Uh, But with that, again, thank you guys for listening. See you guys next time. See you later.